0: are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Caspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. So coming up on today's show, we're going to continue our tradition on Mondays of talking about three things we learned over the weekend. And with opening day coming up later this week, a lot has gone on in the last few days as the Giants prepare to get started for the 2021 season. So we learned the position player group. There are no more surprises unless there's going to be an injured list thing, so we'll get into all of that. And then we learned about Logan Webb's fate. Is he going to be in the rotation? Is he going to make the team? When is he going to pitch if he's on the team? So all of that coming up later. Who won the Barney Nugent Award, which goes to the best first-year player in spring training? So we'll break down that player later on. But the roster itself, to me, is the most interesting thing that we learned this weekend. We learned about, we basically learned, what the position player group is going to be when opening day comes on Thursday. And how did we get here? Well, Lamont Wade Jr. was optioned, and that just left the Giants at 13 position players on their spring training roster. And they've been clear that they're going to go with 13 position players and 13 pitchers to start the regular season. And so the big kind of news about this And the big topics for conversation are that Evan Longoria and Brandon Belt are now assumed to be part of that opening day roster. And the reason that was in doubt was simply because of injuries. Evan Longoria has plantar fasciitis. He did not play in the field all spring until over the weekend. So that's another kind of sub thing we learned this weekend as part of this conversation is that Longoria finally played the field and he's playing it again today on Monday. And then Brandon Belt likewise has been playing some in the field also and he's playing again today on Monday. So the presumption now is that both of those guys are going to be good to go and they were both in question. Brandon Belt, I should say, was coming back from heel surgery that he had, you know, late last year and then he also had COVID in January and then he had mono heading into spring so it was a crazy offseason for belt but he's getting healthy at just the right time or getting you know back and getting some reps the thing is it's not a lot of reps for belt so it remains to be seen how good his timing is going to be and I have questions about is if he's going to be starting in any of these three games because the Mariners feature will feature those three left-handed starters in this series. So, why don't I just say what the position player group is going to be? There aren't going to be any surprises here. Kurt Casale and Buster Posey are going to be your catchers. In the infield, Belt, Crawford, Flores, Lastella, Longoria, and Solano. That's six. And then in the outfield, Dickerson, Slater, Yastrzemski, Ruff, and Dubon. So, I'm calling Ruff... An outfielder, but he is, you know, he could play first. And Dubon is an outfielder, but he could play short. There is a question about Tommy Lastella. He, he got hit in the knee with a pitch in Sunday's game against the A's. Looked very painful. He squared to bunt, so he, he was facing the pitcher. And the pitcher, of course, threw a cutter that just came in and nailed him on the kneecap. I think it was his left knee. So anyway, he, it looked like it hurt him a lot, but he went to first base, stayed in the game, and you're breathing a sigh of relief. But then, you know, on a ground ball later in the inning, he went and slid into second base, and then the camera shot just showed him, like, laying on the ground and kind of grabbing his leg. So that is scary. Lastella is a guy they can't really afford to lose. Like, that would be a big blow. It would, you know, mean probably Jason Vossler would get an opportunity, but right out of the gates. I mean, he's your $18.75 million man. He was like the big addition they made on the offensive side. And I've said a thousand times that he fits this team so well. So to lose him, you know, is would be a big blow. And you don't know what you're going to get with Vossler, but you you know what you're going to get with La Stella and its quality production at the top of the lineup. So it remains to be seen, though. I'm Something I'm definitely fascinated and excited to see once these games get underway is is Tommy Lostella gonna be platooned? Is Brandon Belt gonna be platooned? What about Brandon Crawford? So there are a lot of questions remaining that we'll figure out that'll probably be on next week's three things we learned this weekend after that series in Seattle concludes. But anyway, we know that's the position player group. There are really no surprises. You know, Unless somebody goes on the injured list, that's going to be the 13 guys in Seattle on Thursday. So coming up next, we're going to talk about the fate of Logan Webb, which we have finally figured out. We know where he's going to go and when it's going to happen. But first, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing and baseball gets underway this Thursday. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Lots of baseball action you can get in on at BetOnline. We'll be talking about it a lot as the season goes on. I feel like there's some opportunities there. So go and check out what they've got to offer. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so as I said, next I want to talk about Logan Webb. He pitched so great all spring, and is he going to be in the rotation? Is he going to start the year in the minors? Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So Webb was basically the story of the spring for the Giants. He he pitched 11 in innings. That's the thing with spring. Even if you're the story of the spring, we're talking about 11 innings, which is maybe two starts during the regular season. So take it with a grain of salt, but it was just so dominant that he became that story. I mean, 11 innings, 17 strikeouts, one walk, I think three hits and no runs. I know no runs and I think three hits. So, you know, he did it with an adjustment that he made, uh, showing more conviction in the changeup, throwing it in the strike zone, you know, attempting to throw it in the zone more. And I think he also made a grip adjustment So the Giants are clearly excited about him. They've talked about how the performance made them view him as a good shot to make the roster. And now we have confirmation. Logan Webb is going to be that number three starter to start the season. He is going to pitch on Saturday in Seattle ahead of Anthony DiSclafani in the rotation. Now, on the one hand, we can talk about how exciting that is for Webb, and you know, a huge congratulations is owed to him for earning a spot on this team. But on the other hand, I do have questions about: Is the reason they decided to have Webb go number three because they view Anthony DiScalvani actually as a better pitcher, and they want him to face the Padres, which is a much tougher opponent? So that's where my head goes a little bit. So then against the Padres, you could have Di Sclafani and then Gosman, and then I guess you would have to still go Cueto in that third game because you can't skip anybody because they they'd all already be going with just a four man rotation. But they could go Di Sclafani and then I guess I'm I'm tripping a little bit. They could go Di Sclafani in the first game and then Sanchez or Wood if either is able to go in the second game and then Gosman in that third game. I think that might be an approach they want to take and part of the reason, because I was wondering why is Cueto going in that second game? Is he really their second best option? But it definitely could be about gaming the system a little bit to have a better shot against the Padres. Anyway, the point was supposed to be about Logan Webb. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about him. So it's easy to forget Webb is just 24 years old this season. He turned 24 in November and that he was one of the Giants best prospects before he was called up. So he's always, you know, the promise has always been there. In his first year in 2019, he had a 5.22 earned run average, but the peripherals were much better. 4.12 fielding independent pitching, and an even better, 3.89 expected fielding independent pitching. Basically, it's just saying there's reason to believe that future performance should be much better than the ERA he put up. But then in 2020, he did the same thing. He had a 5.47 ERA with peripherals that were better. So basically, all I'm trying to say here is that there's always been a lot of potential. He had the pedigree as being considered one of their better prospects. I'm not saying he was a top prospect in baseball by any stretch, but considered a good Giants pitching prospect. And he was really young, and that's the thing is like we can't just say, all right, this is what he is based on these two short seasons of work that he had. And then the peripherals suggesting he should be better. So we sh- there was already reason to expect that Webb had a lot of potential and could get better as his career went on. But then you add in what he's been able to do this spring and how it was a clear adjustment that he made and that he's been able to prove that he's made that adjustment over consistent outings. Today is is an outing for Webb. So I'm going to be fascinated to see what transpires in this last start. Like If he gets lit up, does that make anybody question the legitimacy of these 11 innings that he's thrown that's the thing is like we can get all excited about spring numbers but then at the end of the day it's spring training and it's 11 innings and so I want to throw a little bit of cold water on the Logan Webb hype but at the same time I don't think you fluke your way into 17 strikeouts and 11 innings against just one walk if you ever put up at any level a 17 to one strikeout to walk ratio, then that's going to open some eyes. And I talked about fielding independent pitching, expected fielding independent pitching. Those numbers are like based on strikeout and walk numbers and home runs. But Webb hasn't given up any home runs. 17Ks, one walk. The peripherals for Webb, I don't have. I don't know spring training FIP and xFIP. But basically, those numbers would be like confirming that he should have a zero ERA, and saying this is legit. He's not just getting lucky and getting and allowing no runs. That's obvious, I'm sure, to a lot of you. If you're if you're that dominant, it's like duh, you shouldn't be allowing many runs. But anyway, I'm I'm anxious to see his start today, and congratulations to this young man for earning a spot, the the number three spot in what was a pretty crowded starting rotation mix. So really excited about Webb this season. He's one of the most fascinating guys to watch as the season gets started. Coming up next, we're going to talk about Elliot Ramos and and the fact that he won the Barney Nugent Award going to the best first-year player in spring. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now's the time to find out which Bilt Bar is the best. How are we going to do that? Well, it's Bilt Bar madness. Today's matchup is Caramel Brownie versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. Now, if you know me, you know that I'm voting Caramel Brownie. Coconut is not my thing. Bilt Bar is taunting me with these matchups. Carmel Brownie all the way. How are you voting? Let me know and be sure to go to BiltBar.com or follow them on Twitter to vote on today's matchup. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. All right, as promised, I want to talk about Elliot Ramos winning this award. We're just going to kind of give a little perspective about what he's been able to do this spring and his future with the Giants. The Locked On MLB Division Preview Series continues on Locked On MLB today. Every episode from now until the 31st features in-depth looks at each team in every division. It's all on the Locked On MLB podcast feed right now. Follow Locked On MLB on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. So, yeah, the third thing that we learned this weekend was that Elliot Ramos won the Barney Nugent Award that the Giants hand out every spring to the player who was most impressive in their first Major League Spring training. So, Ramos finished out the spring, or I guess there's one more opportunity today, but through Sunday, A 417 average, 432 on base, 750 slugging. So that is only one walk against nine strikeouts. So there are, you know, nobody's going to hit like this. And you do look into things like the strikeout to walk ratio. Granted, he's not drawing a lot of walks because all he's doing is hitting. He's getting on base 43% of the time and hitting for power when he gets his hits. Three home runs, three doubles. So he was the Giants' first-round pick in 2017, went 19th overall, and he was coming out of high school. So Ramos is still just 21 years old, and he'll be 21 all season. The highest he reached in the minors was A in 2019. So he's just another example of how he personally and the Giants as an organization were hurt by not having a minor league season last year. Because Ramos finished out 2019 in AA... So he would have started 2020 in probably double A, possibly triple A, but probably double A. And then he would have had a chance to get a full season there or in triple A. And then if he performed well, he was in line to probably make his major league debut, perhaps as a September call up. So instead, that year is wiped out. And now you basically have to do the same thing this year. So the Giants have said they're going to be conservative with their initial minor league placements. So for me, Ramos is going to probably go to double A, right? And for other guys, it's a little bit more of a question mark. But conservative with initial placements in terms of what level they go to, but then aggressive with promotions. So if Ramos tears it up in double A, expect him to get that promotion to triple A and or the major leagues at some point so he remains in line to possibly debut in the majors this year but at the same time I'm sure they want to give him that upper minors experience and just the de- the development that can happen when you're getting those consistent reps because if he comes up to the major league team this is basically a full outfield right now I mean Yostremski, Slater Dubon Dickerson it's basically a full outfield, but there's opportunity to give him a shot. And that's that's what the Giants have wanted to do. They want to maintain the flexibility to be able to give young players a real shot when they get called up. So there are questions about whether he can stick in center field, but that's probably the position that he would start at. They would try to let him stay in center field because... You know, if he can hit and play center field, that's extremely valuable. But anyway, they talk about how he still has some things to work on and there's still consistency that they want to see. But let me just say what Ramos said about winning this award. He said, it means a lot to me. They're my teammates. They're my staff. It's nice that they can see that. And they gave me that award. Yeah, I should mention this is voted on by players, coaches and staff. So Gabe Kapler on Elliott Ramos said, quote, the sky is the limit. The talent is undeniable. This is more looking for it to be consistent and have it all come together. So I assume when he says this is more looking for it to be consistent, he's talking about him going to the minors, which I don't know. Nobody should have expected Elliott Ramos to make it to the major leagues. This is like a similar conversation to Joey Bart last year. People in spring last year And in the alternate or in spring training 2.0 after Posey opted out, wanted Bart right then and there. And many even journalists were writing that the Giants should call up Joey Bart right then and there. But as we saw, I mean, Joey Bart always tears it up in spring. But then at the major league level, that was not the case. So again, just throwing a little bit of cold water. We need to see those approach concerns ironed out. Like we want to see him lower his strikeout rate. Be more selective, and then we want to see if he can continue to stick in center field. So there's more to look at as he goes to the minors, which unfortunately won't start for another month. So Ramos will be in minor league spring training for another month, and then he'll go to probably double A or triple A. But we will see him at some point. He is just one now of a number of Giants prospects who are really intriguing. And that's kind of the point. They want to stay competitive at the major league level and then have this consistent pipeline of talent coming through the minor league system. And Ramos, today's his day to get recognition, but he's just one of a number of guys coming up through this system. And he happens to be one of the closest, he and Joey Bart, to the major league level. That is all the time we have for today. But coming up tomorrow, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to update you on. I think the Giants are going to set... Their pitching side, so we know the position players, but there's going to be a lot of action about the pitchers, specifically in the bullpen. Non-roster guys probably are going to be added to the 40-man. There may be corresponding 40-man moves. So you're not going to want to miss that tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, we'll be doing a division crossover with the hosts of Locked On Dodgers. So you're not going to want to miss that either. Anyway, once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Caspick. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. So many of you have left reviews for me lately. I read them all, and honestly, it made me emotional reading some of them. So thank you so much, and thank you in advance to anyone who's going to do that also. Anyway, I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. So until then, we'll see you next time.